right, fellas, let's go. Here we go, big play. Trips open right, 334 stretch, Z post, X stop, on two, on two. Ready? This is my dad's show. It's called the Quarterback Dadcast. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Casey Jaycox, your founder of the Quarterback Dadcast. And uh, what a day. This is freaking day one of uh, day one, episode one. Uh, you're going to learn a little bit more about me, but more importantly, you're going to learn more about our um, my co-host, co-partner behind this um, journey we're going to go on together. So I have the one and only Ty Nunez out of uh, Yakima, Washington. Um, Ty, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Nice. Um, it, for the, for those that can see this on video, uh, if we decide to show it to you, you gotta, you gotta love the, the background and ties behind Ty's head. I got a 1979 signed Lenny Wilkins skateboard. It looks like on a, on a, on a Sonics poster. It looks like a skateboard. What the hell is that? Yeah, it, it is a skateboard. I mean, you can't tell I, I, I've skated for a living for a long time. It but. makes sense. It makes sense. I that's where, that's where I, ironically how Ty ended up at central. So he, Ty and I played football together. He was a huge skater, um, ramps, ollies, um, backflips. Um, and then he transitioned that into playing wide receiver. Um, and he was a hell of a wide receiver. So that, what I, I just said is actually complete horseshit. Uh, the football part is true. And he was a hell of a wide receiver. He was not a good skater. <laughs> Neither was Lenny Wilkins. That's a good point. No offense, Lenny, if, you're, if you decided to ch- uh, chime in and listen to us. All right. So episode one, um, so for those that have not listened to our uh, episode zero, this is the quarterback dad cast. Um, it's my play on words as a former collegiate quarterback at Central Washington University. And uh, Ty and I are going uh, to take you along this journey with us. So we're going to be interviewing dads. Ty's a dad. I'm a dad. So we got that going for us. And we're, we want to attack and um, bring conversations to light that other dads can uh, relate to. And we're going to build a community and uh, we're going to learn from each other. And uh, so with that, um, uh, we're going to talk about, before we dive into some of the questions I have for Ty, we're going we're to talk about something that's going to be part of every unique show, and it's called the, the gratitude moment. So Ty, tell me what you're most, you're, you're, you have the most gratitude for right now in your life as a dad. You know, I, I think sometimes as dads, as we've discussed several times, Casey, is that, is that some days you win and some days, you know, you, you might feel like you've lost. Um, but there are definitely some moments when you have to look back and say, man, I, I, I'm just, I'm stoked I did that. You know, that, that was a good dad moment. And I, you know, I'll, I'll share with you a little story today. Um, my daughter was having a tough time at school. And my wife calls me in the morning and my wife's on the verge of tears. And she essentially, you know, says that someone's giving her a hard time at school. And, and is there anything I can do? Well, you know, like I told you, today was my first day at, at my new job in my new office. And without hesitation, I said, you know what, I, I will go there. I'll go there during lunch and I'll bring her some McDonald's. And so I went to McDonald's. I grabbed, you know, three happy meals. I showed up at lunch. Um, I made my daughter smile. She gave me a bunch of extra hugs. You know, she came home after school and and told me about how all of her all of her friends were excited about the Big Mac she had. And you know, at that moment, I could have easily said no, or we can talk about it later. Um, it's something we talk about as a family. Uh, I feel good about the fact that you know it hurt my heart a little bit, and I took action right at that moment while the emotions were still raw with my daughter. And so uh, I, I feel like I won that. Nice. What did she, what did she have for lunch? She had uh, two, uh, she had a Big Mac. She had a medium fry 
and an OJ. I, I didn't want to bring soda. I, I think yeah. that would have been that would have really looked bad as a as a dad to bring, giving her giving her soda. But uh, yeah, she had some OJ and she was she was stoked. Well, I asked because you 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 from my memory from college you used to have three happy meals for lunch. I was curious what you brought her. Oh man, you know you could get the uh, remember the cheeseburger deal back then. You get like thirty nine cent cheeseburgers. Yeah, it was back in the seventies when we when we <laughs> played together. It was good times. Um, What's well, a good one, man? For me, my, my, my gratitude moment is um, uh, mainly just showing appreciation for my wife um, today. And I, I had the opportunity to work on a, a nonprofit basketball community with my, with, with my wife, Carrie. And, and uh, being in a sabbatical right now and attacking this podcast and, and writing the book that I'm writing, uh, to be able to spend time with her and see her uh, just going to straight beast mode all the time and then be hands-on in the business sense. Obviously, it's, we're a nonprofit. We're raising money to and coaching kids and putting it all back in the community and the kids. But to see her uh, do what she does and then still be an awesome mom, it's I, you know, I've, that's what I have a lot of gratitude for right now. So, Yeah, it's amazing how much that um, your wife can really, everything that we're talking about, about the QB dad cast, about dads and about you know our ability to be good dads or bad dads, et cetera, um, how much it relies on our wives, um, whether it, we're, we're my wife tells me how to be a dad a lot of times uh, based on maybe her, some of her experiences, good or bad. So it's, uh, you know, kudos to your wife for doing that and kudos to you for, uh, for, for giving a little shout out. Yep. Well, I think never there's I, I learned something today between the difference between recognition and appreciation. Recognition is when you win an award, you get something for uh, an outcome or something you did. Appreciation is you're getting your value appreciated. So I mean, one maybe tip of tip of the day for all the dads that they're listening, find one way today to show appreciation for your kids, your wife, something in your family, and then tag us on Instagram, tag us on Twitter, send us a note to, uh, through our, 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 our contact page on qbdadcast.com, um, which you can get there through winningtherelationship.com and just click on podcast. We'll take you to the landing page and you, you'll be happy to know that Ty Nunez, our guest here is, is one hell of a side, uh, web designer too. So any, any design compliments, send them to send them Ty's way. Okay. So let's dive in, man. So the reason we're going to have Ty on, a couple reasons. One, we want to get to know Ty, so you guys get to know him. But two, um, Ty, Ty and I, obviously, like I said, played football together. But we we have not – this is our first probably deep conversation we're going to have. Um, and I'm excited that we don't – this is unscripted. So you're, you're going you're gonna to learn a lot about us and how we handle this thing. So I'm excited to, to share this with you. And hopefully you guys get on board and decide to hit subscribe and follow us uh, next week. So – with that, Ty, um, I learned you did not grow up with a dad, which bums me out. So maybe tell us a little bit about how old how old you were when you first when you last saw your dad, and and just a little bit about your your childhood growing up. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's not an easy question. So you know, a lot of times when you when you get older, you, you know, as you become a father, this this question becomes a little bit more difficult as you go on. Um, to answer your question directly, uh, I, I saw my father one time. I was nine years old. Uh, he uh, had come over. My mom, you know, long story short, um, kept my father away in a lot of ways. Um, she would not allow my father to see me um, just for a lot of reasons. Um, and so after nine years, um, he, he asked and my my mom said yes. So she allowed me to uh, basically go with him, spend the night with him, uh, go to work with him. And in truth be told, uh, it was, it was a good experience. You know, I got a chance to, to hang out with my father. I got a chance to, you know, hear him laugh, uh, work with him, see his work ethic. And then, you know, the next day he essentially 
you know, said, Hey, I'll see you later. And I never saw him again. And wow. so, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm not sure and, and not to, not to be too much of a downer on that, that topic, yeah. but I'm not sure if that was a good thing to see him once or if it would have been better not to see him at all. Right. And so, so, you know, looking at that nine-year-old kid going, ah, you know, I, I, I guess I'd give that nine-year-old kid that one shot versus, um, you know, not knowing at all or not seeing him at all. Have you ever journaled like what, what, what would, what are the benefits of seeing him and what are the benefits of not seeing him just for own, like your own personal therapy or yeah. growth? You know, no, not necessarily journal. I've, I've talked to a lot of people about that. I've talked to my wife, you know, kind of, kind of going back to some of that, you know, really truth be told, I haven't spoken about a lot of this to a lot of people until I'd say within the last, you know, maybe five to six years. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's one of those things. Again, I think once you start having kids, you start to realize some of those things that um, that that are coming natural to you as a as a father who's putting in that effort, who's who's being present. Mm -hmm. You start to realize one how easy that is. Yeah. Uh, you know, really isn't that difficult. And then you start to think inward and go, man, you know, why didn't someone do that for me? Right. right? So you have a lot of these questions and and, and those sorts of things. So. Um, no, I don't journal about it, but I, I'm open to it. Um, I'm open to discussion. I kind of own it a little bit more. And, and truth be told, I got some help um, yeah. I, I got from professionals. And and I was able to talk to people that were qualified to answer some difficult questions. That's awesome. I just snorted. That's that was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's awesome to say, because I think for if there's dads right now that are listening that you didn't that you didn't grow up with a dad. And that just breaks my heart to think about. Um, I was lucky to have a dad, you know, very hands-on dad. But, um, you know, one thing I love that Ty just said is he asked for help. And, you know, asking for help, uh, sometimes we think of the word vulnerability like, oh, what, a, you know, what are you, a wuss, you need help? It's like, no, it's the exact opposite. Vulnerability is a sign of strength and courage and showing what you don't know because what you'll learn about me as we go along this journey, as we interview different guests is I want to celebrate guests who, who say three words that are hard to say, which is, I don't know. So Ty, I think it's awesome that you did that. Um, yeah, before we move on to that point case, before you, before you jump from that, yeah, I started thinking about, about that here just recently. And you know, it's funny as males, we, we don't like to ask for help for anything, whether, you know, directions, you, you know, back in the day, I think it was fixing your car, but we've come more accustomed to, hey, if I don't know how to find an address, I plug it into Google, I get help, right? If I don't know how to, to, to fix my car, I take it to the Toyota dealer or the Ford dealer. Um, so we're talking about computer assistance, which is typically normal. We're talking about motor assistance, which is typically normal. Um, the human brain is much more complex than those two items put together. And so for us as males, not to be able to admit that, <laughs> you know, there's something wrong up there and I need some professional help to mm -hmm. fix it is almost ridiculous. If you really kind it of is. down like that, you're like, listen, the one thing you should be taking care of the most is your human brain. And guess what? You're not, you're not qualified to fix it yourself. So get help, ask for help and, and take help any way you can. No, you're right. And I think even the qualified people will probably tell you, you know, we still have there's so much unknown about the brain we don't know. And we'll, uh, we'll be learning about that thing forever. Um, I think when I, when I pass away, I, all the hits I took at central, I probably have triple CTE, which yeah. will probably explain <laughs> some of the weird questions I asked you today. Um, okay. So describe, well, with that, man, describe how you work through those emotions of not having father as a kid. Well, it's, it's one of those things. I think, um, really no matter what you do, you'll always be working through it. 
and I think that's there's there's not one answer, there's not one solution, there's not one fix for for all of it. You you'll continuously be missing something. All right, yep. so I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. it. It is very very difficult um, when you grow up. So I kind of can break it down in, in a couple phases, right? You have this you have this child phase where you don't know what you're missing. Mm-hmm. And then you have maybe this, um, you know, kind of teens sort of early twenties phase where you're kind of pissed about what you were missing and, and almost this, ah, I didn't need it anyway, kind of attitude. Yeah. You know, my father actually passed away when I was 23, I believe. And my attitude at the time was I didn't care. Right. It, you know, I never knew the guy. I didn't care. So ultimately I was denying the real emotion. Right. Then you go through this phase of, man, that, that really did hurt. That really did affect me. That really caused all of these issues. I think, you know, as males too, what we, I guess the one thing I could say is that not having a father caused a lot of problems, but that wasn't the reason that was, that's not an excuse for those problems, right? Mm -hmm. They were the reason for those problems, but it's not the excuse for those problems. Some of the things I did by not having the right guidance, it's unexcusable. Mm-hmm. But there's easy explanations. Have you ever forgiven yourself for those things? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I have. Um, and and I, it's a daily thing, right? I mean, it's not something, you know, I, I could say something to my wife when she walks in right now and I can go, damn it, that is, that's that attitude, right? That's yeah. that, that's dealing for yourself attitude, selfish attitude that I've had in the past. I need to go apologize right now, you know, or I need to deal with that right now. Yeah, I learned, I had the opportunity to hear a great speaker today named uh, Mike Robbins. Um, if, if you guys, uh, free plug for Mike, I met him today and great speaker. Uh, he talked a lot about uh, it's tough to be vulnerable or humble in those moments that you just described with self-righteousness. Right. Uh, wanting to be right, proving to be right, how you ever you handle something, but it's when you let that go is when the kind of the learning happens or the, the growth happens. Yep. Um, so I know you have two uh, beautiful uh, daughters. You, you're, you got your wife, who's beautiful. You know what? What lessons uh, or life experience, you know, being raised b- by your mother, you know, has imp- has impacted your ability uh, to be the dad you want to become or have become? Yeah, you know that, that that's a great question. So I think the lessons. Uh, the thing about growing up without a father is you have to learn a lot of lessons on your own. And and my mother, while she did the best job that she could, you know, she grew up in a very hard environment as well. So she was continuously learning as a parent and, and maybe doing the best that she thought she could while she was raising me. And, and the truth be told, there was a lot of gaps in that. And, and it, by saying these things, I'm not saying that my childhood was any harder than anybody else's, but, and there was a lot of love in my childhood for my brothers and sisters. But I think the lesson that that I started to learn is one, a lot of us have problems. You know, a lot of us have issues that these types of conversations shouldn't come at 42. They should come at 12. They should come at at, at 10. Um, So again, I think one of the lessons is, is to talk to people, to get help, to, to open up a little bit. Um, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned up to this point, or the, the biggest thing that I would say is, is having that humility and understanding of, what that missing piece is doing to you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what that means is understand what you're not good at, understand where where you, you you curse too much, you say too much, you drink too much, you do too many drugs, you know, you try to self-medicate too much, um, you're not respectful enough to, to women, identify those things, 
right? Identify those things right out of the gate and continuously work on them because they'll never be solved. You know, mm -hmm. they'll never, you'll never have a final solution to it, but you need to keep working at it. And I think if you do that, it, it, it kind of just to the point we were just talking there, it, it adds, um, the people who love you understand those things too, right? What's, you, what, what's one thing you wish you'd be better as a dad right now? That's measurable. I wish, I wish I'd be a better husband. How? You know, I think um, having that level of respect for my wife that she deserves, um, having that level of respect for for her in general, because you, you know, and again, these aren't excuses. They're but they're they're explainable reasons to why someone acts a certain way. And, and so, growing up without a father, you have these defense mechanisms. You have insecurities. You know, you don't let anybody in. Um, very those insecurities and that vulnerability that you have causes you to put up defense mechanisms to people you shouldn't. So, yeah. you know, to my wife, she's had to battle through all those things and she stuck through me with all of those things. So yeah. she's, she's seen me self self destruct or almost um, self sabotage situations because I'm so afraid to lose it. Right. Mm -hmm. You have this, you have this ever growing feeling that anybody who comes into your life is going to leave mm -hmm. that even though she could tell me she loves me a million times, I almost want to get ahead of her, of her leaving. Right. So you prevent it from happening. Set out. So I think, I think I've grown as a husband in a lot of ways um, in that regard. I mean, she might, you know, she might say otherwise, but, no, <laughs> but she won't. No, I, I, I see myself doing that and I see myself trying to, to give her respect. Now I crash and burn. And when I crash and burn, I crash and burn hard, yeah. but I'm getting better at re the recovery after that, you know, yeah. and explaining, Hey, um, in this situation, this is how I'm feeling. And, and this is what I need to do not to explode. And she's been very receptive to that. And so I wish I could fix myself or, or improve faster. When was I, the last time you told her how much you appreciate that about her? A lot. I do. I do a lot, you know, yeah. probably not enough, but I, but I do a lot. And I think, um, your homework for the next show is to tell her what you told me and then let, and tell our audience how, to, how she took it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy because, you'll find that um, you have a hard time saying some of those things to some of the people you love the most. It's really weird because you and I can have this conversation or I can tell, you know, the millions of people that are going to watch this podcast, how I feel, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then you sit next to the person you love and you, 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 you might not say it. And, and really I, there, there's an explanation that I have with my wife. My wife, sometimes she wants to go out to dinner. She wants to, um, you know, the way that she's shown love and appreciation is different than how I show love and appreciation. Mm -hmm. I like sitting with my wife in a comfortable spot, watching a TV show on the couch that I bought in the house that I paid for. Um, that gives me comfort on a level that is unexplainable because those are things I didn't have. Well, that works great for me. Right. <laughs> you know, it might not always work for her. So, you know, I might take it for granted the fact that we're sitting on that couch having a great, you know, a great night as the level of love that I need to be comfortable. But you're absolutely right. I need to tell her more. Good. Well, we're excited to hear how she takes it. Yeah. Um, next episode, brother. Um, <laughs> and you, you, you hit on something earlier that made me sparked a thought. So you're right. Like these are conversations that, you know, I, I hope that there's dads, that there's a 30 year old dad listen that, you know, the, that you, you learn from us and have these conversations earlier, you know, cause I, I as I think about our, I, I don't want to make, this is probably another day, another conversation for another day, but you think about our education system, you know, they're, they're learning about all sorts of things, but how often are we teaching kids about relationships and how to, you know, we, 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 we learn when you're in kindergarten, you know, be nice, say, please say, thank you. Don't hit, 
which are all great things, but we're not reminded of them too often as we grow up. Right. And, uh, you know, it's funny how the, the common sense things we learned about how to treat one another in kindergarten, people quickly forget how to do, how to do those things. And unfortunately that's when the old train, uh, goes off the tracks. Um, okay. Well, this is good stuff. A couple more questions here. So when, when we think of, um, you get, you're the luckiest person, did you get to be the first guy to answer this question? So when we think about being the quarterback of your household, hence the quarterback dad cast, um, you know, we want dads to take charge of their situation and lead through the ups and downs. So Ty, for us, describe for our audience how you've, um, uh, utilize your own weaknesses or, or these difficult times you shared to become a better father or husband. Try to give something tangible that, that maybe people can learn from you today. Yeah, I, I think this is going to come as as it uh, almost as, as overly obvious, but I think as dads, 99.999% of the battle is to be present, right? And, and if you really want to, if you want to use a football analogy, you want to compare it to someone, you hear about quarterbacks or, or the best athletes or LeBron or whoever, you hear about them being the first ones in the building and the last ones to leave. You hear about it in business, the, 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 the sales rep who's the first one there dialing for dollars before everybody else, crashing and burning before everybody else is the last one to leave while he's trying to establish his business. It's the same with fatherhood. You know, 99.9% of the battle is you being there, being present, going to these things that, you know, let's be honest, 50% of them we don't want to go to, right? <laughs> right? I mean, some of this stuff you don't want to see, it's boring, it's it's this. Don't look at it like I'm going to watch a volleyball game or I'm going to my kids play or I'm you going get to. to get up. You get to do those things. And not only that, don't even think about it like you're going to that event. You get to support your daughter. You get to show her or him that you're there, right? And that is more important than anything else, that, that you're going to be there when it counts. And I think if you just do that, if you just are present, you'll win on everything else. You know, that consistency will allow you to win in every other situation. No, I love it, dude. So you said something again. So when you say present, uh, let's provide a deeper level of clarity. So someone's out there saying, what, what does that mean, Ty? Like, give us, give us, give us a couple examples. How can, how can you be present with your son or daughter? What are things they can do? Yeah, that's great. So obviously showing up to those things that I, I, I spoke about are pretty much a, a given now. All, all of us, uh, <laughs> all of us soft dads out there are, are doing that because we're told and, and we do that and then we find the value. But there are little things. Um, there's there's one specifically that that I love, Case, and I think we've talked about before. But um, I was working early hours uh, for a six month period and I was responsible for picking my kids up. You know, my wife was like, hey, listen, pick the kids up from school. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, man, it's 3.30. I've been working since 5.30. I'm tired. I'd love to take a nap. And so that was kind of my mentality going into that. And then shortly after it, maybe a day or two, I started to realize that once I picked my kids up from school um, and once they hopped into the back of my truck, I was getting these fresh emotions. I was getting this fresh feedback of their day. And I started to understand the value of that fresh feedback. So they, they just took in a significant amount of emotions and data and, you know, teachings and learnings and those sorts of things all at once. And the person they are comfortable with, ask them about it. Now, kids will give you that default answer of fine. So you got to get creative in, in some of the questions you ask in case. And I think we've, we've talked about that. But getting your kids at that time of raw emotion 
gives you answers that you'll, you've never really thought of before. So I, I guess what I would say to all dads, take the opportunity, you know, take some, this is something out of the normal, take the opportunity to pick your kids up as often as you can from school or drop them off. You know, that's an important time too, before you drop, before you, you go to work. Um, I think even if your wife is a stay at home wife, you know, just do it. it yep. It's more important. It's, it's one of those little things where you're going to get that, that feedback that you're looking for and that value that you might be looking for as a dad. Yep. I love it. I'd even take it a step further and say, in those moments, put your phone away, turn mm-hmm. down the radio. Uh, and Ty talked about asking questions. One of the things I learned in my business career that Ty and I've talked about um, is a great way to ask questions. And I learned it from a, a great mentor of mine, a guy named John Kaplan. He said it's, it's called the TED-based philosophy of asking questions. So tell me, explain, describe. Uh, so instead of saying, hey, how was your school? How was your day? Or did you have fun? You know, these closed-ended questions, um, you know, as a sales person for 20 years, like I, I learned to ask really good open-ended questions. And I, I apply that same methodology to my kids, which pursue, produces great results. You learn a lot about what's going on. And just when you think you're done asking one question, ask three or four more. Challenge yourself to be present in that moment like Ty talked about, because that's when true, you're going to unlock those conversations that need to, ha- need to happen early and often. So you maintain a relationship with your kids, with all the you know, stresses and anxieties we have as, as parents out there with you know, I got kids in middle school and you'll learn about that later, but like, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there that, uh, so, um, that was awesome. Ty, well, any last minute thoughts you want to share with, uh, with me or with our, with our audience? Yeah, I think a couple things, um, you know, again, to, to really go back to some of the things we spoke about, about understanding where your faults are as fathers and understand, and just having humility about it. We all have those faults. We all have those issues in childhood. Just because something affected you as a child doesn't mean it has to affect your children. You have the power to change the the circle, right? You have the power to break that chain of, of, of consistent issues that might have been going on with your family. And you can do that with very, very little effort. I mean, it, it takes a lot more to be a bad father than it does to be a good father. So, you know, identify what you're not good at and really work at those attributes, work at those things to become better. And and it'll all start to come around. And again, if you don't know how to fix those things, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, you know, Casey and I are are always willing to give our advice. That's, that's for sure. We're talkers, right? Yeah, exactly. And and we, we make plenty of mistakes. So that's a, that's a great point, Ty. I love that. And, you know, for our, our audience out there, you know, when you visit our site often, we're going to have links up soon that really will will promote new content, uh, maybe highlight the things we talked about in an article that you can you can use as uh, you know, actionable actionable items for follow up. Um, we'll try to link some other sites that we've found valuable for dads um, specifically. Ty, how can people follow you if they want to get in touch there? How can they learn about uh, see what you're up to these days? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. So I, I'm, I'm a social network, uh, guru, I guess you could say, or, or I, I love posting great pictures of myself. Um, so they can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Ty Nunez really easy or, uh, on my, on Twitter, which my handle is dadlife underscore Ty that's T Y. Uh, so you can get me there. Nice. So how, how many of these pictures are you in a speedo? Not enough, I guess. Not enough. That's a great answer. That's what's what a lot of the ladies said in college. Um, with that, episode one's in the books. Uh, everybody, thank you guys for listening. I can, I, I know I'll speak for Ty and myself. We're excited about this journey together. We look forward to giving uh, you, given you giving us your feedback. 
And turn in next week for episode two when the roles are reversed and, and Ty has control of the microphone and I, I share information about me and my gaps, which is going to be a lot. But uh, with that, Ty, thanks again for everything, buddy. And we look forward to uh, episode two soon. All right on. Love you, brother. Yeah, you too.